ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 we're back with some gyalf, and oh boy, oh boy, JT, oh JT, has like one bad week with the putter, one bad week with the driver, gets to a place where it don't matter what you do with the driver, oh, pff, smack it, 20 to 1, 20 to 1, we have now hit on four out of our last six outright bets, and look, 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 this isn't, this isn't no uh, ticky-tack, uh, the corny, the, the scammy artist type of a channel, right? This isn't what you get in here. No, no, no. We just post this shit on t Twitter, right? We just post it on Twitter for fun. You're not going to hear me say, sign up down below for my Patreon for my Vegas betting picks. For my golf betting picks, right? No, no, no. No, no, that's not, that's not what you're going to be getting here, right? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If you want to sign up for Patreon, you can get the projections and things like that. Actually, tools that can help you enhance your DFS play, maybe even slide over the uh, the data and things like that to help your betting spot. But no, you make your own decisions yourself, of course. Trying to give you some information. Information is king. The more information you have, the better you're going to be having a chance at winning, the better chance you're going to be having in, in life and whatever you want to be doing in your life. But yeah, yeah, no, no. If you, if you want to find Sal, where's these four out of six picks? Oh, there's a whole track record. The receipts are on Twitter right there. JT last week has been a lovely, lovely, lovely little stretch of a month and a half of gyalf that we're going on right now so hey, hey hey how you doing how you doing how you doing how you doing like subscribe do all those things hit the notification bell we'll be live around 1 p.m east coast time on wednesday breaking this down live right now and oh this is a totally different field a totally different field than you'll get in the masters in a couple of weeks then you got the last honestly like month or so we've gotten some strong fields with this past week at the players wgc over the past month and now you get oh yes now you get the honda you get the Honda where there's not many people going here. You get the Honda where Lee Westwood is the third most expensive player in the field right now. And I get it. Back-to-back second-place finishes. He's looked good everywhere. The approach plays clicking. Everything right now, the short game. He's playing really great. But he's the third most expensive player at 10600 this week. So what do we do here? I'll kind of discuss my betting uh, guys that I have early on right now. I've only placed, as it stands right now, three outright bets um usually i'll have like four to five on a card i'll hit on those as we go through i'll hit on two to three leans that i currently have right now that maybe i'll be adding later in the week and trying to snatch them up before their numbers disappear on me and then we go salary range by salary range so i'll kind of zoom in on what we have behind us right now as we can focus on the five golfers above ten thousand dollars and we will start from there right now ten thousand dollar plus so we have one guy at eleven thousand dollars the man who won this tournament last year the man who we actually had last year i think a lot of spots he was basically anywhere from like 30 to 35 to one if you got him later in the week yeah, i believe believe he was 28 to 1 last year at the Honda he was going up against Mackenzie Hughes down the stretch and Sunjay's irons ended up helping him out he's pretty accurate on Sunday if I remember correctly but I think you only have like three golfers right now in like the top 20 you have like Neiman as one of the top ranked players it's Sunjay it's Daniel Berger and it's Neiman as some of the top ranked players in this field right now one of the golfers I was actually looking to place a bet on and one of my like priorities of like second or third place just ended up withdrawing a couple hours back and that is Sam Burns it would have been the third week in a row that I ended up betting on him and probably the third week all the way much greater chance i think his number was 45 to 1 which is compared to this field i thought was very good i mean you're seeing numbers right now and some of these guys like at the 20 to 1 range you're getting gary woodland after one decent showing popping off at 40 to 1 at this point taylor gooch at like 40 45 to 1 henley's at 28 to 1 in a lot of spots so i thought sam burns 45 to 1 would have been pretty pretty nice value but sun jam all the way up top i'm gonna be having so we're basically gonna be focused we talk about the 10 and the 9k 8k range a little, a little bit more in depth than the 7 and 6k range just because there's better golfers there this week it's a little bit different a lot of the guys in the 7k range can probably be eight thousand dollar golfers and maybe be even $9,000 golfer. So Sanjay is not somebody that I'm all that interested in. Yes, I know he has the course history here. Yes, I know that he's one of the best birdie or better players. He's obviously one of the best players in this field right now. There's probably, you can say, zero elite players. Daniel Berger would be the closest thing to an elite player. This time last year, Sanjay, you can have considered the closest thing to an elite player, but zero of them in this field right now. The quick course preview is basically that you're getting a, a tough course here. This is one of the toughest courses uh, on tour. You're getting a lot of cut lines at like plus three. I think last year was a plus four cut line. It's only 7,100 yards, but it's a par 70, right? So it's going to be just a little 
little bit more distance than it actually appears to be because of that. And it's just tricky. It's tricky. You're going to have the bear trap holes 15 to 17 where there's going to be water coming into play. It is a difficult, difficult course where, yes, approach play and ball striking in TD Green is always important. And in some spots, it's more important than others, but accuracy more so than anything. It's kind of similar to what we got last year at the Players Championship, um, just in terms of having more accuracy on it, having a little bit more opportunities to absolutely throw yourself out of a tournament. So that's going to be something that I'll be looking at here, having the ability to understand when you should be going for certain things and when you should be laying up for that from a strategic standpoint, even if it means you're going for par on that hole because you're laying up instead of going for double bogey because you're trying to uh, go for it and you end up out of bounds or in the water. But for me, Sunjay M is somebody who's been playing okay as of late, but honestly, I was, I was surprised to see him as the most expensive player in this field. I figured that we would get Daniel Berger in that regard. Him winning last year is the clear, clear bump up here for the course history, in my opinion. Like you saw Sanjay as of late playing better. His off the tee game has never really gone away from him. It's just been kind of the approach play. And last week, he was basically a net neutral on approach. He gained 0.2 strokes on approach. The putter has always been hot. So you're getting the off the tee, the approach play, it's going to be clicking here. But the main thing that I want to be looking for, for the most part, is kind of your accuracy. And I'm still, still, still looking for approach play. And when I look at where Sanjay is, is ranking in some of these accuracies given stats, maybe not so much driving accuracy, but more so good drives and more so fairways gain some fantasy national stats that we can look at. Yeah, good drives. He's been decent, right? He's top 10 in that area. If you're looking at fairways gained, he starts to become outside the top 20. And if you're looking at just in general, what he's doing in greens and regulation, right? The whole entire T to green aspect of it, he's starting to rank outside the top 30. So, I mean, not terrible if you're talking about a guy who's $9,800 this week, maybe even $10,000 flat, but for the most expensive player, he's in a player pool right now for me, but he's not somebody I'm prioritizing overall. If I can go to the two guys that I would be prioritizing in this range, no real interest still in Adam Scott. We haven't seen much consistency at all in his game, especially with the irons and an accuracy standpoint. Lee Westwood, I get it. He's gotten back-to-back second place finishes. Um, Bryson was up there both weeks with him, one week losing to Bryson, but at $10,600, it's just not something that I'm going to right now. It, there's going to be somebody out there that goes, hey, you know what, this week I'm going to be playing him for the ownership, right? He'll, he'll only be five or six or 8% owned this week. I'll rather go somewhere else in my opinion. But Daniel Berger and, and Neiman at this point. Neiman is the first guy that I have a bet on at 22 to one. That's where the number opened. That was the best number that I can find when looking basically right when the Lions came out this week. 22 to one on Neiman. It does seem shallow, but it's also a field where he's one of the three best golfers right now in this field, not long-term, but we're just saying over the past year or so, and really these past six months as he's gotten his short game a little bit more under control and his consistency, especially at making cuts. That's why you see him in this price range more so under control. But Daniel Berger yet again has another win this season, and Daniel Berger is somebody who continues to play well. The approach play is really clicking there. There's really nothing that I can say poorly about how Daniel Berger played last week at the players. I mean, he was top 10. He just didn't putt. You have to putt to win tournaments. You have to more times than not gain a couple of strokes, three, four, five, six, have a fantastic putting week, gain seven strokes, something like that. And he was just a net neutral. Everywhere else, he was looking really good. T to green, he gained 9.2 strokes T to green. That's the best that we've seen out of Daniel Berger, even better than when he won at the AT&T, which was just three starts ago, right? Sandwiched in between there. Not a great showing at the WGC Mexico because his around the green play was not that great, right? He was not awesome with the wedge play. But outside of that, I thought Daniel Berger should have been the most expensive golfer in this field. He grades out really well, a top five birdie or better player, top five T to green in this field. He's arguably the best ball striker in the field when you factor in his off the tee play and his uh, approach play. And when you talk about just fairway accuracy, it's going to be something that looks pretty nice. So Daniel Berger at 10000 $800. Yeah, I expect him to be probably the highest on player in this field. One of the top two highest on players in this field, probably up there with a Neiman at this point. And now we can get to Neiman, who if you want to talk about greens and regulations and having some sort of accuracy there and consistency, Neiman is going to stand out. Neiman compared to a guy like Daniel Berger, though, I would say there's more of a, a downside just in terms of that he could honestly just miss the cut at this expensive of a price tag, right? This is normally a guy who just last week was in the $7,000 price range, and maybe that was a little bit underpriced. But even then, this is still a guy who's not the most stable player at making cuts. But the thing you have to keep in mind is the seven and six K range this week, right? Half this entire field is so much worse than it normally is on any normal or average PJ tour event of 150 golfers. So his chances of making the cut are much better, especially when you get that plus three or plus four cut line. The approach play has been fine. It hasn't been as 
elite as I would like to see, especially when he had those back-to-back finishes in Hawaii to start the year. He ended up losing four strokes on approach at Genesis. Last couple of weeks, he's kind of just breaking even for the most part at the WGC and the players. We've seen the putter look pretty decent this year, the around the green play. That's nice. But yeah, not seeing that approach play lately is somewhat concerning. So if I had to rank this range, it would be Berger, it would be Neiman, and then it would be in right now. If I can only pick one from this range, it would be Berger. After that, it would be Neiman. Neiman also pretty impressive when it just comes to, you know what the ball striking is going to do, but birdie or better, a top scorer in this field, as is Berger. They're arguably two of probably these top five scorers from a birdie or better standpoint in this field. We can now move to the 9K range. And as we do right now, please do hit the like it to subscribe to those things. Again, we'll be live on Wednesday at around 1 p.m. East Coast time. So in this 9K range, there starts to be some nice golfers. But when you start to compare them, or at least the way that I'm looking at this, is when I start to compare some of these golfers in this range, one, their games just haven't been there as of late. I get it a weaker field now, right? Easier chance for them to make the cut and finish highly. But two, the price point that they're at, there's guys like in the 8K range, honestly, the 7K range, a couple of guys in the 6K range that you could have told me would have been in the 8K range or even right at 9K flat. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh, Taylor Gooch, Gary Wilden, they're in the 9K range. Oh, and if you would have told me instead like Henrik Norlander and Matthew Naismith are like $9,000, I'd have been like the same response. I guess so. I guess so, right? And those guys are like in like the 6K range this week or low 7K range. And before we keep going with this range, I'll let you know about the sponsor of the program. It is going to be Prize Picks. And as you can see on the screen right now, there's some basketball players on the screen. Prize Picks hasn't yet released. I'm recording this pretty early, like right when the salaries dropped on DraftKings. So they did not yet release their uh, PGA props. But basically what Prize Picks is, is you can take the over under on certain stats like birdie or better, but also fantasy points. And as you're seeing right here, this is based on fantasy points. So you can just take them together. And it's not specifically like a parlay. Like if you think about sports betting, there's actually a nice upside to if you don't win, obviously you want to win. But if you end up losing on one of these, you can combine them together right here on the right side of the screen. And if you end up losing on one of them, you actually get half of your uh, entry fee back. So if you just pick one of them, right, instead of losing the entire contest and the two players that you picked like a parlay, you're ending up getting half back and then you obviously 2x if you end up hitting it. So that's pretty nice to see. But the thing that I like about this the most is last week we saw it. They're starting to do sort of a promotion with their PGA lines, putting everybody at like a similar price point. Last week, Justin Thomas, who won the event, was basically the same fantasy points. It was at 70 fantasy points over under as everybody else in the field. So obviously there's a lot of upside in taking the over there, right? So we'll touch back in on the Wednesday live stream to take some guys here, but I also have projections down below on Patreon. We have a lot of tools, projections, ranks, all those type of things, ownership. And we now have an optimizer. So those projections will directly help with something like this. But the biggest benefit to all of you out there is that if you sign up, you use the code BANG, B-A-N-G, B-A-N-G, let them know that you came from me. There's a link down below in the description. They'll give you a free money bonus up to hundred bucks. So if you want to just try it out and put $20 in, they'll give you $20 right back. So you actually have double the money to play with. You have just hundred bucks. You want to get into some sort of site to have sort of a, a month's worth of play or whatever it might be for you. Bang, they give you another hundred. Now you have double the amount of time to be playing in there and double the amount of entries to be entering. So check it out. It's price picks. We've been having a lot of success in the NBA. I think these lines are not so efficient. Like I make my own projections for all the sports, including PJ, like I said, down below. And I think that you're going to be having a nice edge in taking some of these overs and even some of the unders in some spots, but normally they're projected a little bit too low in my opinion. So you can check it out. It's linked down below the sponsor of the show. Thank you for sponsoring the show to prize picks. Again, that hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. If you want to check them out now, the nine carriage, we start with Russell Henley, who normally would be a guy like in this type of field that I like, but he's already overpriced and he's already maybe, maybe even appropriately priced for this type of field would be the better way to say it. He's coming off of a miscut at the players, which I'm not too concerned about. He did lose on approach for the first time in a very long time. So it could be something to track. That was the first time since June. That is when the tour ended up restarting that he lost strokes on approach. And then that's the worst we've seen out of him on approach since October of 2019. And the last time was the Houston open. He lost over three strokes on approach. So obviously there's something there that's concerning. So not coming in with the greatest of form, right? Uh, but before that, the approach play was pretty much fine for like the past three months gaining strokes everywhere, but he's already priced for it. He's already at $9,800. Is he 
out of a player pool for me? No, because he kind of sets what I'm looking for here in terms of approach and having some sort of accuracy. Coming off of last week is a little bit of a concern, though. But then you see the rest of the range. Sure, Gary Woodland had like a half-decent week last week. I'm not paying $9,500 for that. I'm not paying $9,300 for Taylor Gooch. And it's pretty interesting to see that he was the guy that DraftKings chose to be 9300 It's not great core history. He has a 38th last year and a 20th the year before that here. He's been okay recently. He finished fifth at the Players' Championship. Is that all it takes? Is all it takes is one good week for your irons to show up. He gained four strokes putting, right? Something that he has not gained, done since basically November, doing that well with the putter. And then he gained a bunch of strokes, 6.8 strokes on approach. That was the fourth best recorded stats that we have on Taylor Gooch ever on approach. So he has one almost career, top five career performance with his irons, and now he's automatically bumped up to this range. So this is what I'm talking about this week. It's just kind of a shit show everywhere. So he's not somebody I have interest in. So I basically see like Shane Lowry, the guy, have, Chris Kirk has been consistent, but the guy I have the most interest in in this range is going to be Cameron Tringali, somebody who's kind of fits the mold of like a Neiman. Obviously, Neiman, I would say, is the better level of that right now. But just in terms of what he's done over this last year and really six months to make his game a lot more consistent, right? He's been able to kind of settle down some of the woes that he's had in the past with his around the green play. Now, instead of losing three strokes and just getting cut and not making anywhere near the cut, now he's only losing like, like okay, like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 strokes when he ends up. Sometimes he's gaining strokes like he did at the Arnold Palmer, gaining two and a half strokes. So he missed the cut this past week, but it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, he lost strokes with the putter. That's why he ends up missing the cut, right? He loses like two and a half strokes in the short game, two strokes with the putter, but he's in this field, one of the top 15 putters. Again, a lot of bad putters in the field, a lot of bad players, but he's not normally somebody who will miss the cut just strictly because of his putter. And at $9,100, the approach play has been there. It's been strong. It's been consistent this year. So is the off the tee game. So at 9,100, like if Henley was at 9,100, yeah, he'd be the guy that I would like. So I'm kind of taking that discount type of a player when you have a top 10 approach player in this field, when you have a top five overall strokes game player. Right now, Cameron Changali in this field is currently ranking out sixth overall and birdie or better for me. And he is a quality greens and regulation player ranking out 11th overall. So he's going to be looking solid. Chris Kirk's fine end player, but my favorite guy in the 9K range is Tringali. My favorite guy in that 10K plus range is Berger, then Neiman. So I think kind of starting your lineup in that vein. Guys in there as well that I like, Lowry, Chris Kirk, those types of guys is okay, but that's where I'm looking at right now early on. So the 8K range we go, and there's going to be some names down here that are just pretty, pretty interesting is what I would say, and just some, I mean, awful awful golfers is what you're getting as of late, but we have to try to reality check ourselves and just say, okay, okay, this is a much weaker field because once we get to the seven and six K range, okay, I can see how these guys are finally going to make the cut and have four days of golf and maybe they can find something there. Ricky Fowler at $8,900. I don't think it's going to be him for me, right? I don't think he's going to be the guy that I'm planting my flag on. I'd rather go to Gary Woodman, who's shown some sort of a pulse this year and actually shown some decent performances over the last month, month and a half over Ricky Fowler or Ricky Flower, should I say, is what they called him in his own hometown on the broadcast. But this is not somebody that I want to go to. Yeah, Genesis, he showed something. What did he show there? He showed that he can gain five and a half strokes with the putter while losing five strokes with the approach play. Yeah, that's not something you want to rely, rely on consistently. And you've seen that over the last couple of weeks where the putter kind of went away at the Players' Championship. Brutal everywhere. The one thing you can say is that, yeah, he's good around the green. Really not something that I'm going to be waiting all that heavily this week. So Fowler is not it for me. So I mentioned that I have Neiman at 22 to 1. I wanted to bet Burns. He was probably going to be my honestly favorite bet on the week for the number at 45 to 1 that we had on him. After that, I'm starting to look at these two guys in this range who I currently have as yeses for me from a DraftKings perspective. I have not yet bet either of them, but a 50 to 1 number on Doug Gim and a 50 to 1 number on Cameron Davis right now. So I actually ended up just locking in the 50 to 1 number on Cameron Davis. So there's the second bet that we've talked about. I currently have a lean on Doug Gim right now at 50 to 1. The only concerns I have with Doug Gim and there's not really, there's not that many guys in this field that can kind of chase you down. I would honestly say that probably in this field, guys that you would be worried about chasing you down, it's probably just 
Daniel Berger, and then maybe Gary Woodland if he ends up getting you there in that regard. There's not anybody else in this field that I'm worried about them coming from behind and being a killer on me, right? But that being said, Dumb Gibbon is somebody that you have yet to see him really down the stretch, be able to hold on to a league, if anything, on a Saturday or Sunday on the weekend, he kind of blows away any type of lead or top five uh, finish that he's currently having when somebody else is tracking him from behind. So from like an outright betting market, that's where the concern would be. But for like a finished top 10 for us, Doug Gibbon in this field, I do like him. So at 8,800, he, ha- he ended up missing the cut here last year. A totally different golfer since then is what you're seeing this year is he's actually become very consistent not just this year but if you're talking about missed cuts only one this year but honestly since like mid last year right he ended up finishing 18th at the 3m open and then like every other week he was missing the cut and finishing top 20 now this year he's been really well right he's finished started the year off with a fifth place at the amex after missing the cut at the sony and then since then it's just been like a top, lot of top 20 finishes a lot of top 30 finishes making the cut but he's been solid the approach play has gained every single week since the amex that's good to see the putter's been hot and cold but i mean when you get the cold putter you're just going to be finishing last week 29th if the putter was decent last week he finishes 10th if the putter is great he's finishing second right for a player who's like an average putter in this field maybe even below average i like doug game at 8800 a yes might be aggressive on him but i'm trying to give you a decent amount of options because there's not that many guys that i do like in this range at least as of right now but once we get the projections and ownership and things like that up and we can start to load up the optimizer again you can check that out linked down below on patreon we now have an optimizer along with some of the other stuff bundling it all together nice low cheap price especially if you like other sports if you like the nba if you like the mma we have tools for that as well and especially when the nfl comes back you can check that all out down below but in this range doug game is going to look decent for me and then Cameron Davis so Cameron Davis is somebody that I actually have I would say more confidence in a, being able to win a golf tournament so that's why we ended up locking in the number on him from a ball striking standpoint the approach play is good the off the tee play is fantastic you're getting a quality putter here the only thing he doesn't have is around the green play and I can actually deal with that I'd rather have that than uh, that not be there than the putter not be there the problem is what you're getting out of Cam Davis lately is it's nothing egregious like when you look on it uh, he's losing strokes here and there but when you break down into it okay he's losing like a half a stroke putting right okay he had a bad week around the green that's what he does that's kind of his thing he's lost like two strokes around the green each of the last three events we saw for the first time in a while that his approach play ended up going at the players championship coming off of back-to-back missed cuts now he lost 1.6 strokes in approach the first time that he's lost uh, that much strokes on approach since the houston open back in november so somewhat of a concern but his, his approach play was so consistent before that that when you break down into what happened it's really coming from like one hole he also missed the cut so like when you only have two rounds of a sample it's going to look much worse than when you have four rounds right if he had that weekend and made the cut maybe that one hole that he's bad on doesn't sink his overall approach numbers on the week and his ball striking numbers so i'm not going to read that much into it the weeks before that everything seemed to be decent and now you have to start to wait into account the weaker field that he's in like the at&t pro-am that was not the strongest of fields it was stronger than usual but not the strongest of fields finishes 14th the farmers the amex not the strongest of fields finishes 32nd and third place you're getting a nice price point on him at 8600 i think he has the upside and also the skill set to get you that five strokes gain putting to get you that four strokes gain putting along with his pretty consistent iron play to not only i mean be a good play at 8600 but have that upside to cash in at 50 to 1. So those are my two favorite plays in the 8K range. Other guys that are in my player pool, Keegan Bradley actually been consistent. I mean, it seems dirty to say that, but actually been consistent with the putter. Somebody who never would gain strokes putting. And now these last couple of weeks, something has been there. This is a guy who every single week on approach is going to be there for you. He had not gained strokes putting since October at the Sanderson Farms. And oh, hey, newsflash, he finished fourth that week. Last couple of weeks, finishes 10th and 29th, gaining 2.3 strokes with the putter and 1.4 and also gaining around the green during those weeks. Something that he has not done, gaining at least a stroke around the green since that Sanderson Farm event. So he's showing some consistency in life. He's in a player pool for me. Ian Poulter down there is okay. I'm not going to Benny on. I'm not going to Wyndham Clark. Dylan Fratelli is somebody that I like to play a lot last year, but he's just been brutal this year. Like in most fields, he's like one of the lowest uh, priced guys. I get $6,000 in some of these fields. I think, I think it was Fratelli that was in the WGC event. If I'm remembering correctly, just brutal. He was like a $6,000 golfer in that range and he hasn't been great, but he showed some life. He gained 4.2 strokes overall with the irons. The best that he's done since January.
February. He just had a really big week around the green, though, gaining over six strokes there. So that's the one concern. The approach play coming back to life after a couple of weeks of missing cuts and not having anything there is encouraging. But for right now, for me, I'm going to be sticking to Doug Game and Cam Davis the most in this range. After that, I'd probably go to Keegan Bradley just from what we're seeing with those irons. Now to the 7K range. There's honestly a lot of guys in this range that I think are decent. Like up top, none of them really stand that all that much. You have Post and you have Hadwin, Streelman and Varner in a player pool. Varner is somebody that I was looking at. I was hoping to get a 100 to 1 number on him. I only saw him at 80 to 1. So right now, my current bets that we talked about, I have some more that we're going to get to. Neiman 22 to 1 and Cam Davis 50 to 1. Leaning on Gim 50 to 1. I have not yet placed it. I don't think I'm leaning to not place it, honestly, right now. Varner, I'm leaning on right now at 80 to 1. I was hoping and I'm still hoping to try and find a 100 to 1 number, though. So I'll see if we get that. And then I have two more bets that we can talk about as we go through it. But the first guy that stands out to me would be Cat Patton Kazire at 7,500. Normally not a guy that I play because in these types of weaker field events, you usually see Patton Kazire pop up as like $8,000, $8,400. And it's just like, okay, I'm not paying that much money for Patton Kazire. There's guys in the 7K range who are better. And now this week, he's that guy in the 7K range. So at $7,500, he hasn't had great success here by any means, but he's had a lot of success lately, if you will. He's gained in three straight weeks with his approach play, gaining over four strokes at the Players' Championship last week. He's just decent overall, finishing 35th, but he's one of the better, birdier, better players in this field. I mean, overall, in a normal field, he would be probably outside the top 30 or 40, but he's one of the better ones in this field, borderline top 10. So Kazire right now, just from what you're getting with the putter and what you're getting from above average now approach play, especially the consistency we've seen over the last three weeks. Like, let's look back to see the last time he gained on approach three weeks in a row. It was last year from January uh, to, it was actually split up between events. I don't know if he played overseas or anything, but January to September. So it's been a while since his approach has been clicking. I'm fine to kind of jump on that. We go down a little bit more and there's some guys in here. Ryan Moore is very close to being a maybe. I currently have him marked as a yes. In that specific range, I'd rather go to James Hahn, who just showed a little bit more consistency and not even more consistency, but maybe even more of like a ceiling to James Hahn's game, right? He ends up being fourth overall in good drives, which is very nice to see from a guy like James Hahn. Outside of that, he's like a top 15 greens and regulation player right now. Ryan Moore is also seven overall in good drives. You're getting him right now overall fourth in fairways gain. So that's like the main reason why just the accuracy of Ryan Moore, why he's kind of getting into that next level and being a yes for me. So Ryan Moore, 7,300, James Hahn, 7,300. I don't expect much ownership on these guys at all. Maybe one of them gets like 8%, definitely not both of them. You're getting James Hahn over the last couple of weeks to look really good. The Genesis, we saw him about a month now back, uh, back in February, he gains 5.3 strokes on approach. And I was like, okay, well, can we see that happen again? Sometimes he spikes up with this normally not known for his approach play all that much. He's an average approach player, especially in this field, well above average, but normally known for what he can do in the short game for you. Normally known for what he can just do from an overall being fine at everything, right? But then he comes out and he gains about four strokes on approach at the players. And that looks really, really good. So James Hahn is going to be a yes for me right now. And then Ryan Moore, outside of being accurate, I do think that he'll be lower owned than James Hahn just from recent stats. The approach play has not been as good, lost three and a half strokes with the players there. But what you're getting is just a consistent player from an off the tee standpoint and consistency also just meaning accuracy. So that's where that'll kind of stand out. Now we can go to the bottom of the seven K range where somebody who's been brutal for a very, very long time actually showed some life last week. I'm not really sure if people will hop on it because there's people like in our industry that look at stats and I, I usually don't watch any other golf shows during the week. Maybe I'll hop on to like one of them um, and just like listen for betting advice or just like if I'm in the car or something like that, just listen to some stuff just because I enjoy golf in general, the golf, but I don't usually go out of my way to listen to them. So my guess will be that one of James Hahn and one of Ryan Moore, just based on the name value for those types of guys and really more so Ryan Moore's name value, James Hahn recent play, one of them starts to pick up some ownership down here at $7,000. And actually before we get to him at $7,000, Matthew Naismith, I currently have a 100 to one bet on. So I have him at hundred to one. I'm not as much interested in DFS at 7,300. He's in that same price range where I think it's fine. And Henrik Norlander right now, I actually don't have the bet placed. So I guess I only have three bets placed right now, but I have it right now queued up to potentially bet. I have him at a 90 to one bet on Henrik Norlander right now. It was a reminder to try and make that wager. You can check out on my Twitter final betting card. If I actually end up going through with that 90 to one on Norlander, those guys are also in play, right? Those guys also check a lot of boxes from a, an accuracy standpoint from Norlander and Naismith, what they can do with their ball striking 
in general from the a combination of strokes gained on approach and the combination of their off the tee play so they're very close to being yeses for me in that range matthew naismith and norlander i would not be shocked by if come wednesday or even come tomorrow when i finalize the projections and put them on patreon for everybody uh, i would not be shocked if they end up becoming yeses for me their recent play is more so the concern but coming into this field that can kind of be alleviated a little bit especially if they get the four rounds because of the weekend being easier to achieve for players of their stature like those are types of guys like a norlander or like a naismith i wouldn't be shocked if this week if they were 8200 8400 and now they're at the 73 and 7400 price range those guys are very very close to being yeses for me again i had that 100 to 1 number on naismith that's more so just because of the number being so good if it was like 60 or 70 to 1 i wouldn't have taken it but the guy at the bottom of the 7k range comes in at seven thousand dollars flat and his name is going to be Chaz Revi. and Chaz Revi, i don't think picks up ownership there's a lot of guys in the 6k range top of the 6k range that look good there's some other guys around him like right now like a mark hubbard like a harry higgs and a nick taylor taylor being a little bit better on approach lately and i don't think that Chaz Revi picks up all that much steam and here's the thing with Chaz Revi. he's been missing cuts lately but it's now four straight events dating back to when he finished 16th at the 18th from him that he's gaining strokes on approach he gained seven then then he gained 1.1 and 1.8 and then he gained four strokes this past weekend at the players where he ended up missing the cut why did he miss the cut he lost six strokes with the putter so that's going to be your main reasons here now it's in a weaker field where Chaz Revi, yes has not been great but arguably is one of the best iron players in this entire field so the irons have always been clicking it just comes down to a player who currently ranks 140th in putting can he just gain a half a stroke or lose a half a stroke and not lose six or not lose uh, two and a half like he did at the genesis right so Chaz Revi right now i have him as a yes him being a yes does not mean he is a better play for me than a Matthew Fitzpatrick or a Norlander. I'm trying to identify him in his price range of these $7,000 to $7,200 guys down here in the low 7K range as guys that I like, and he would be the standout for me just because all these guys will be low-owned. None of them really have that much recent form. He's missing cuts lately as well, but a weaker field now with the approach play firing. And he currently stands fifth in fairways gain from an accurate standpoint in top 20 in good drives. Now we can get into the 6K range where normally I'll just tell you, ah, the 6K range is not that great this week. And yeah, there's like a lot of terrible and shitty golfers in this range this week, but there's actually some names up top. And you can see I have a lot of yeses. Again, same thing with Ches Revy. These guys being yeses does not mean, oh, they're standouts, they're slam dunks. No, for their price range, for like the 6,500 and plus range, these guys are the ones that I start to lean to a little bit more, mainly because of recent play. It's Jim Furyk it's Tom Hogan it's Cam Percy they're all kind of just throw darts at the wall right if I had to rank them right now I would go with Cam Percy I would go with Hogue and Furyk I would say that Percy has the highest upside Piercy whatever you want to say if you're out there pulling your hair out because of the names whatever I would say that Tom Hogue is the safest just because he's probably the best putter probably overall just the most consistent player in this field not as good of a ball striker but just consistency wise can lay up a little bit more maybe have a little bit more uh, his game setting up strategically for this course and Jim Furyk kind of falls in between the two of those guys all their recent form from an iron standpoint from an accuracy standpoint has been there Piercy ranks sixth right now in good drives you're currently getting tom hogue to not be the most accurate player when it comes to just driving accuracy but when you're just talking about iron control there's a little bit more there and then jim furick actually ranks right now in this field number one in greens and regulation number one in good drives and number one in fairways gained his sample right now i will just kind of throw this out there his sample is going to be somewhat more skewed because the places that jim furick usually has been showing up lately has not been i would say the most challenging places right like he missed the cut at the pga uh, and if you're looking at the last 50 rounds of his a lot of it's going to be two rounds of golf and a lot of it's going to be at some weaker fields like the AT&T Pro-Am this year like some weaker fields last year and he's getting two rounds and he's just playing kind of decent out there but he is an accurate player I will say that he's an accurate player when it just comes to fairways gained but what he does after that can be kind of detrimental from like a ceiling standpoint because not the greatest off the tee and not the greatest when it comes to the putter but those guys at the top kind of stand out and then there's some names down here Wesley Bryant pops back up um, he's actually in a player pool right now for me Denny McCarthy we scroll down some more Jason Duffner is just going to be in the 6k range purgatory for 
the rest of his life because you can't just put everything together in his game ever. He'll come at you with a fantastic weekend approach, pretty similar to Emmanuel Griot, right? Come at you with a fantastic approach week. Griot, better than him at this point, but then he'll just finish dead fucking last in putting. But he's in a player pool right now. We go to the bottom of the 6K range. Nobody's standing out in like the 60, 6K range, meaning to 6,500. I have another page if you're watching on the YouTube version, listening on the podcast. We're going to be going to below the $6,500 range in a second. Bo Hogg at 6,600, but let's go below 6,500 now. Well, there's not much, but one guy I want to talk about who's maybe, and some of these guys are just kind of looking for a punt. Maybe you're trying to build a lineup where you have a Neiman or a Henley together, or more so maybe a Berger and an M together and just go up and get the best players, a Berger and a, and a Neiman. Just get the best players and just hope one of these guys down here kind of pays off for you. And as you're seeing, there's a lot of them that kind of work out for you. So I, I'm very much accustomed to getting two of those guys up top, right? Uh, Neiman, Berger, and Sanjay. The rankings that I have them right now would be Berger, Neiman, and Sanjay, depending on ownership, depending on how they fit together, because I don't like the 9K range. I really don't. Yes, I like Cameron Tringali. He's 9,100. He's basically in the 8K range, right? I don't like the upper 9K range. I don't like what else is in the 10K range right now. So I'm going to have to go down to this low 7K range, which I've showed you. There's a lot of guys. I, I can really just play like a Hendrick Norlander, a Matthew Naismith, and a James Hahn this week in the mid 7K range, and I can have enough money. I don't even have to touch the 6K range, but there's also guys at the upper 6K range, and there's a couple of guys that you can kind of sneak around with down here at $6,400 right now. Tyler McCumber is somebody that I'm actually not considering strongly, but looking at. So Tyler McCumber right now, 6400 The recent form has actually been nice, has a top 10 finish this year. He's, I would say, average of a birdie or better score. But I'm really just looking at what we saw last week. Like, honestly, you just have to get one thing to go right for these guys below 6500 There's nothing. There's nothing going right for, like, Graham McDowell, Sam Riders, uh, Brian Stewart's down here, Bryce Garnett, CT Pan has just been absolutely atrocious in his own right. If you're trying to look for somebody down here, right? I'm not starting my lineup down here. I just told you I probably won't even go down here. But if you're trying to, because 6,900 is, is pretty loaded, I would say. Low 7K range, pretty loaded, I would say. But if you are trying to get a lineup that has, let's just say, Sanjay, uh, Neiman, and Berger, so all of those expensive guys, you're going to have to come down here. Tyler McCumber is actually somebody who's shown a pulse recently. At the Genesis, he was half decent. And at the players, he was very good. That's the best that we've seen, gaining 4.5 strokes T to green. The best that we've seen since the Sanderson Farms in October, another weak field event where he finished sixth overall. The Corrales the week before that, another weak field event where he finished second overall. So he's at least been decent in these ones. He gained on approach. He gained off the tee in a pretty major way he is god awful when it comes to accuracy so the main thing that i'm looking for here but pretty much all these guys down here are going to be he ranks like outside the top 100 in all types of accuracy uh rankings but that's about it there's one guy if you're really just trying to punt all the way down i believe i started so i started a couple guys down here this is yet again if you're trying to build that three studs lineup if you're trying to get the three guys that are currently ranked in the top 20 i think they're like the only three in this field in your burgers and your neemans and in your sun jms i have two guys down here who have showed somewhat of a pulse lately that you're going to need at least one or two of these guys in this below sixty five hundred range if you're trying to build that and put that all together one of these guys are actually i think they're both at six thousand dollars flat one of them is going to be hank lebiota and these are i mean now you're just getting into guys where you're just hoping that they have a pulse and hoping to do something to get you through the cut the last couple times you've seen hank lebiota shows up at some of these weaker field events right at&t only got there because he gained 4.2 strokes with the putter. It was brutal tee to green. At the Farmers, he was actually decent all around. He just ended up missing a cut, did not score good enough, ends up making the cut at the Amex, was basically decent, gained three strokes on approach. We haven't seen him in a while here. If you're just looking for it, and the only reason I'm even bringing these names up is just to get a $6,000 punt play options. Hank Lebiota, outside of the guys around him, would, I guess, stand out as as, as uh, he would slowly and gingerly stand up instead of stand out. And then the only other option at $6,000 flat for just for a pure punt would be uh, Vincent Whaley, who was good at the Puerto Rican Open, a pretty weak actually it was, it was kind of top heavy there there's some decent names at the puerto rican open this past year um, but he still finished 15th there making his past two cuts 
uh, at the AT&T as well, just because of the putter. These guys suck. These guys suck down here. Those would be the only two guys that I would go to. Chase Kepka's in the field. Chase Kepka, no Brooks Kepka, but Chase Kepka's in the field. I believe he played here last year as well. Finished decently, if I recall correctly. Maybe he missed the fucking guy. I don't know. Maybe he finished that fucking last. For some reason, I want to say, I want to say when I was looking at stuff, I think this weekend on Chase Kepka, did he finish 26th here last year? Why, why, why is the number 26? There you go. 26 at the 3M Open. That's what it was. So not here. 26 at the 3M Open. Actually, it was pretty good in most areas. Gained five strokes overall in that field. There you go, Mr. Chase Kepka. But that is it. That is the breakdown for the Honda this year. The Honda's not great. So be sure to get into right now down below. You can use the optimizer, the projections, those type of stuff. And be sure to check out Price Picks. Uh, if you're still watching and listening to this point, it's a really cool format. I like the fact that there's so many options from an over-under for fantasy points specifically. Again, you're seeing some of the uh, the basketball players on the screen right now. Those will obviously be PGA players that just have not yet loaded in the contest because I'm currently recording this pretty early on on Monday when just a lot of stuff has kind of just been dropping in the DFS embedding space. But if you can kind of get an idea just from basketball alone, look at this. I'm going to keep scrolling. This is as many guys you can take the over-under on their fantasy points. There's not really any other sites out there that are giving you this many options for over-under on fantasy points scoring from like a player prop standpoint. So I encourage you to check it out for the NBA right now. I'll be going over and taking any of your questions. If you have any specific guys that you want to know their projections on, if you're still here right now, just leave a comment on that and I'll answer it for you. Using that code, there's a link in the description, but that code bang, B-A-N-G, bang, lets them know that you came from me and I'll get you a free money bonus up to a hundred dollars check it out it's a ton of fun thank you for tuning in we'll be live on wednesday at 1 p.m east coast time live during the week at 4 30 p.m east coast time each day for the nba with nba content going out and we'll be prepping we'll be prepping now that we're approaching april for some uh, pga or for nfl shows pga of course but for some nfl shows to slowly slowly start coming out for all of you thanks for tuning in enjoy the rest of your week like and subscribe before you go and i'll see you all in the next one